We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I feel like the world's just fucking with me now at this point. So last week, we talked about how I missed my chance to be on KNC. And, you know, I've only wanted to kill myself ever since, but that's fine. Whatever. Now, I see, we talked a couple weeks ago, I told my pal Smitty from Barstool, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Dan, my producer and seeing eye man, Dan Watkins, with me as always. Hello, hello. Uh, I don't know if you remember me mentioning this to Smitty, but uh, I, I threw my hat in the ring for Rough and Rowdy. Yes, you did. I said, I'm ready to go. I'll take on uh, any challengers, as long as it's, you know, somewhat fair. Right. Now they're including my hero, Bill Burr. Not only that, they stole my idea. A couple weeks ago on this program, I said the plan, what the what the plan should be for the future of play-by-play and color commentary, should be having just funny guys. You have an option where you can get the Dave O'Brien, Dennis Eckersley broadcast, where it's straight facts, and then you have the version where it's guys shooting the shit, funny guys like Bill Burr is one of the names I threw out there. Barstool Sports, obviously, Dave Portnoy, big fan of this program, listens every week. He must, obviously. I'm inside his brain. And uh, he said, you know, Mike, you're on to something. He got Bill Burr to do the next Rough and Rowdy event. Really? Oh, my God. I'm devastated. Wait, so he's, so he's commentating it? Bill Burr is on, yeah. I think it's like, he's, the last one was like Portnoy Big Cat and uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. And I think Bill Burr is just on that panel now. So, oh, they're, oh, they're messing so with you. So they've, they've oh, added. they're so messing with you. Yes. 100%. <laughs> it's, just, it's just to get me to kill myself. It's got to be. <laughs> they're like, oh, this will, just another knife in the back of old Mike. I actually, I actually have got, him bring his hero to Rough and Round while actually, he can't be there. I actually have to, I have to confess, uh, Portnoy and I have a backstage deal that, to, get me, <laughs> to get me this podcast. Yeah. So. Just to drive me into insanity. <laughs> yes. One step closer to madness every week. Yep. All right, anyway, and another, speaking of things that are driving me insane, but well, first of all, let me say congratulations to Barstool because that's a very smart move, uh, getting guys like that because I think that's what they should do, and I think that's the the future of sports broadcasting is having funny guys like that. So, all kidding aside, good work by Barstool, and uh, any any more of my ideas you need, you know where to find me. You have my email. You don't have my phone number. We weren't that tight, Portnoy, but you have my email. Anyways, speaking of things that annoy me, I'm not going to be able to stand a summer. Of this, the sky is falling in Patriot Land talk because there's just nothing else. The Red Sox are going to have to be, and I don't think they will be, but they're going to have to be relevant this year because I I just can't take it. It's already, you hear it on Felger and Maz. Of course, we can't play any of their audio, God forbid. But you hear it on Felger and Maz and you hear it from the national guys. The fucking, look up in the sky because it's all coming down. 17 years of knowing what he's doing and all of a sudden... Bill Belichick has lost his lost his mind. He's a madman now. Every year we do this, where it's like, oh, this guy's an idiot. This guy's trading high draft picks. This guy, no clue. He's not signing big name free agents. He, what a what an utter fool. And then we go to another Super Bowl or an AFC Championship game. So uh, Colin Cowherd started off the mania this week with a a, a comparison to Bobby Knight, I guess, because that's the same 
Same level, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I you see Belichick throwing chairs and helmets onto the field all the time. Yeah, and Bobby Knight, you always say, you know, the Bill Belichick of basketball. When you think Bobby Knight, you think a guy that never really won anything that significant. Uh, I think he's got a national title, but... Yeah, big whoop. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one, five Super one, Bowls. One. <laughs> um, all right, let's play what uh, Colin Cowherd said about this. This is what punctured Bobby Knight's career. Bobby Knight, like Belichick, is smart. He's a legend. Oh, He's a creator. Yeah, exactly he is revered. Okay. But in the end, Bobby was just too cranky. Bobby never relented. Bobby could never pivot. And I do think there is something here with Belichick. I see this all the time. If you don't pivot as you age, young people are empowered. I mean, you know, athletes now have political feelings. They make a lot more money. If you are not willing to grow with your sport and and with the business and with the athletes and with the culture, you can be seen as outdated. And I think Belichick... He still runs the system. He's still great. He's got to pivot a little bit. I've just seen so many great coaches go from great to has-beens because they wouldn't <laughs> evolve. Ooh. And I think Belichick's in a danger spot. Now, he, he may only have one year left anyway. <laughs> Quite the kicker at the end. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, we all know he's got one year left. Now, first of all, who are these has-beens that he's referring These guys was, uh, you know. Coughlin, maybe. No, no, I don't think Coughlin was ever. A, he, he didn't really stick around long enough to. He won the Super Bowl in 2011. Right. He wasn't there that long after that. I mean, five years, four or five years. Yeah. He kind of got but ran the, out. But that's the weird thing is about the Giants is they were always they were trying okay. to fire him when they were winning. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they were always like okay, and then they just lucked into two Super Bowls. Really. But I, I can't think the real greats on Belichick's level, Lombardi and Chuck Knoll and these guys. Bill Walsh. Yeah, they all retired. Quicker. I don't. I, I don't think any of them were like, "Oh, here he is again." Parcells, maybe I guess, but you wouldn't even really call it, call him as. But he brought the Cowboys back to the playoffs. Yeah, and anything, anytime you're involved with the Jets, I feel like that's just a different. It's category. not your fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a not, different. Category. It's not your fault. Like Robin Williams in uh, Goodwill Hunting. So I don't get that, and I love uh, Cowherd when he gets when he gets into these. Bobby, he thinks he has these brilliant <laughs> analogies where he's like, and you know, where he gets off, and I don't even know if he knows what he's saying anymore. Alabama is Walmart. <laughs> where he goes, he goes, you know, now there's players with political feelings. It's like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> players didn't have thoughts in their head yeah. 15 <laughs> years ago when Belichick was winning Super Bowls? The hell does that mean, Colin? But it's, it's just this idea that the guy does it for 17 years. He missed the playoffs twice, both times on the last day of the season. The nine and seven year with Brady and the Matt Castle year, uh, they were eliminated in the playoffs on the last day. Yeah, <laughs> every other year you're in the playoffs and you're usually making a deep run in the playoffs. And has been. I love the term has been. He just lost the Super Bowl <laughs> five on, weeks ago on a turnover, yeah. mind yeah. you. Like not that not they got blown out like the Patriots in '85. They lost barely by the skin of their teeth, having not played Malcolm Butler. So I don't think it's a, a has-been issue. I don't think we're like, oh, boy, this Belichick hasn't made a right decision in 15 years. Uh, it's a weird argument. And I think the problem is, and, you know, as we're finding out on this program, this time of year, there's not a lot to talk about. For whatever reason, February, March, before the baseball season starts, after football, before ho- the playoffs, hockey and basketball yeah. aren't in playoffs yet. It's yeah. a weird time of year where there's not a lot going on. We don't like college basketball. In New no, England. who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I was eliminated from March Madness on day one. I had uh, Arizona in my final four. boy. So I stopped giving a shit pretty early on. Very good. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, there's nothing to talk about, and I think that's the, the symptom you see with uh, some of the guys across the street. 
the the negative Nancys and uh, the national guys, where it's like, well, the sky is falling in New England because Belichick made some odd moves. You know, the other years he's made odd moves. Every year since I've been alive and can remember him making decisions. <laughs> Every single year I can remember being a Patriots fan. Bill Belichick has been making bizarre moves that you can't quite explain until November when the Patriots start to finally put everything together. And you're like, okay, now I see what he was doing. Now I see why he got rid of Malcolm Butler and all these guys, Danny Amendola, why they're not here anymore. I get it now. Now, I'll grant you, it seems like they've lost a lot more than usual. But, come on, trust the guy for five seconds. And then the uh, the Patriot hate continued. Because, you know, when it's a slow week, why not uh, throw shit against the wall and see if it sticks? Uh, what's this guy's name? Peter Keating? From uh, ESPN the oh, magazine, yeah, yeah, yeah. ESPN the magazine, which is you know so relevant. Uh, I gotta say, first of all, just on the ESPN the magazine, or really any any, any magazine, but ESPN the magazine. If you told me if my brother went missing, I have one brother, a few years younger than me, and if he just went missing randomly one day, and they were like, Mike, we have his location, but it's in ESPN the magazine, and you've got to subscribe for one year. I'd say, oh, we'll find him eventually. It's fine. <laughs> I don't need this cluttering my trash for a year. It's a very a year's odd. worth of ESPN the magazines. You know, I never got that magazine because it was a very odd size, too. It was not, Wasn't it? It, yeah. was not, it was not shaped like a normal magazine. No. It, didn't it was like fit, a newspaper. Yeah, it didn't fit in the slots it was like opening properly. The, yeah, it was like opening up the Herald as a magazine. <laughs> yeah, right. It, yeah, it was very weird. And then I remember... Uh, and then they put pictures of Prince Fielder naked on the front, and I just don't need... Well, I don't, now, that, <laughs> now that might get my uh, six bucks a month or whatever it is. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like, what does a magazine cost where it's like if Netflix, if all the wonders that Netflix brings is 10 bucks a month and you put out one magazine every month, it's like that uh, charging any amount doesn't see, doesn't feel right. For just two low payments of $15.99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad those don't run anymore. But uh, ESPN, the magazine, completely irrelevant. And then you remember they, they hired, uh, what was that guy's name from Sports Illustrated? Rick Riley. Yep. And they're like, this is the guy. Hey, boys and girls, yep. come on back. to whole, One w- single file, please, for the, for the lining up of the subscriptions. Rick Riley is coming to ESPN the magazine. And he's going to tell you why Tyler, Tiger Woods is a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Hot take, please. Uh, that went up like a, uh, a house of cards, as a lot of things do at ESPN. We'll get to that in a minute. A lot of things that ESPN tries don't really work. But... Anyways, ESPN the magazine, an attempt to to feel relevant, they got on this, uh, you know, Brady and Belichick really aren't that great train, and As they usual. put out they put out a list of uh, in their history, ESPN the magazine I guess has been around for twenty years. Who knew? Flew by. Yeah. You know when you're having fun, that time just woo seems like just yesterday. Uh, they put out a, a list the most twenty that that. I can't speak. The 20 most dominant athletes since 1998. Top of the list makes a lot of sense. Probably the most dominant athlete uh, to his sport of anyone ever. Tiger Woods. The run that Tiger Woods had. Yeah, don't really. You got to say. I've, I mean, you got to tip your cap. And he's coming back. <laughs> you got to tip your fucking cap. To he's your coming back. Um, the run that he had, obviously, the most dominant, probably more dominant than Jordan winning uh, six championships in eight years but six years of him playing right um because i mean there were literally bets tiger versus the field yeah no, you, you can, can actually, take anyone else you can actually do that again now for the masters oh how romantic you it's know coming back 
I love him. He's the favorite. Eight I love, to one. Eight to I one. want to see Tiger win again. And and not to get off on a tangent here, but I, I was seeing the articles on uh, Awful Announcing and the things that I check for this program. And it's, is golf too reliant on Tiger Woods? Yes. For rain? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, when one guy can triple or quadruple your ratings, yeah, you're too reliant on him. But what are they going to do about that? Yeah, did you see that thing about the bartender that uh, he made triple his normal Sunday income? Uh, when Tiger Augusta? Uh, no, two weeks ago. Oh, just ago, in general. Uh, two weeks ago when Tiger uh, finished second pla- in second place, yeah. uh, he made three times his normal Sunday income, and I believe that's including NFL Sundays like for the entire yeah. year. I'm surprised it's Just not, because of Tiger. I'm surprised it's not more, honestly, because it's like, well, people are giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> because Tiger, there's a weird thing where even when you know Rory McIlroy or any of these guys are dominating, it's, it's just not the same for whatever reason. Right. Tiger's just different. So, number one, I get it. Now, uh, do you have the list up, Dan? I do. Who? Uh, let's go down the list a little bit. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Number two, LeBron. Le- I'll. I'll. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because Michael Jordan was out of the game essentially by '98. He was making his move to the Wizards <laughs> shortly thereafter. So yeah, I, if you're gonna put the number one basketball player on there, I guess would have to be LeBron probably. So I'll allow it. Number uh, number three is where I think it starts to get sticky, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we can go with that. Sure. <laughs> Uh, number three, uh, with none other than Peyton Manning. Now, that seems bizarre to me for many reasons. A, I mean, obviously. Obviously, that's a shot at the great one, Tom Brady. Because you're saying, okay, Peyton Manning was the most dominant uh, quarterback in his sport, or the most dominant player in his sport the last 20 years. Okay, well, if you want to look at uh, postseason stats, that's obviously not true. 14 one and nuns. And... Obviously, the five Super Bowls for Brady. Yep. So that's a silly argument. Well, don't even get into that because that's just nonsense. Five is so, better than two. I mean, it's- so if you want to say this is strictly a regular season thing, even that is flimsy because uh, Peyton Manning broke the touchdown record, but then Brady broke that. At right. one, well, you know, I think, uh, and then Peyton, Peyton retook it. Peyton, Peyton holds it again, but it's like the idea of dominance is that you're doing something no one else is doing when. We live in a, a a time where people are going, getting closer and closer to that record. Brady broke it. Peyton broke it again. Aaron Rodgers was very close uh, one year. So there's, we live in a quarterback-driven era. Yeah. So, so it's not even like Peyton's doing things. It's not like Babe Ruth, where he's hitting 40, 50, 60 home runs, and other guys are hitting 12. Yeah. It's There's a lot of guys putting up the type of number. I mean- you know, I don't want to get too crazy and say Peyton was garbage. He is top two or three, if not number one, best regular season quarterbacks ever. So I understand that. Right, but, but even those crazy say, regular season numbers that he has, Brady's on pace to break. That's what I'm saying. Brady, Brady's in the same era. I, I, mean, ugh, ugh, I can't fucking talk today. What's the matter with me? This Bill Burr thing got me all emotional. Uh, I know, put your clothes on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Brady's in the same league. And, and Aaron Rodgers is too. So And, and Drew Brees. I'll keep thinking of guys as I keep going. So this idea that uh, Peyton is far and away, well, you know what? Brady must be four in that case. If we're making this argument that they're that close, Brady's obviously number four, right? Well, Mike, did you take into account NASCAR? You know, I wasn't thinking. All right. I, well, Jimmy Johnson. I, my silly four. me. Jimmy Johnson, of course. How you know, The we worldwide all, leader ha- includes all sports. I'm, I'm an idiot. Of course, I, I forgot... Uh, you can see I'm wearing my my Jeff Gordon jacket. I'm a big NASCAR guy. Yeah, but I was just so I get hot and bothered when it comes to Tom Brady. So Brady's obviously fifth because you know I get NASCAR. I get a lot of people watch that. 
not not my particular cup of tea, but a lot of people watch it. So, all right, fine. Maybe I don't know enough about it. So, five is obviously Tom Brady. Uh, nope. How about uh, Roger Federer? Okay. Well, all right. I guess if we're getting into tennis, that's fine. I guess if you want to have a list where it's we're, we're all inclusive, we're going to include all the sports. That's fine. How far down this list is Tom Brady? He's six, seven? Nope. Eight? Nope. <laughs> He's top 10, certainly. No. Is he top 15? Nope. Where is he? Number 20. Oh, my God. An abomination. Yep. He finished just uh, 0.2 points on the dominance uh, the dominance ranking uh, behind Manny Pacquiao. I, I can I can I get, Manny Pacquiao? Yeah. Manny Pacquiao. I yeah. the worst hundred dollars I ever spent. Yep. Yeah, was seriously. watching Manny Pacquiao lose a, a match where he ran in circles around another well, tiny bro- man. I mean, Mike, he broke his wrist three days before the fight. Oh my God! That was the worst money. I've ever spent. How about here? I, and I, I take it back. It wasn't the worst hundred dollars I ever spent because we 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 got a. It was when I was in college, so we got a keg and split it. However, right. anyways, right? Uh, yeah, the dirty. It was the worst ten dollars I ever spent, <laughs> and I still want my money back. Yeah, I'm still fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather to yeah, get that ten dollars back. Let me. I'll read you off a couple more notable names ahead of Tom on this. Okay. List. How about how about Mike Trout? Very good baseball player, best player in baseball. Sure, but he's only been around for five years. Well, that. And never been to the playoffs. Has he? I was gonna say, has he ever been to the playoffs? I was gonna say, I can't remember Mike Trout being in the playoffs. No, he hasn't. I didn't think so. No, he's finished in the uh, top two of the MVP voting in each he's of his on first a, he's, five seasons. And he's on an abysmal team. Not not just like missing the playoffs by the skin of his teeth. Angels finished last in that division pretty consistently now. Yeah, they're yeah yeah they're, they're not very good. Um, it, it, how about okay? Keep going. How about uh, Usain Bolt? That's you know what? That's again like. Uh, like Federer and and Jimmy Johnson, I'll say I don't know enough about that sport. The guys won a ton of gold medals. He's competing against the world. You know, Brady's competing against only America, really. Yep. How about Usain um, Bolt's against the world? I'll allow that. How about Michael Schumacher from Formula One racing? <laughs> well, you know, Michael Schumacher's a guy that I, I I like. I don't believe he exists because I I always heard when uh, Tiger Woods was the first billion dollar athlete, I always heard uh, he he surpassed. Michael Schumacher in earnings this year. And I was like, oh, that's not a real guy. They're just they're saying that. I don't believe he exists. But I guess, you know, ESPN acknowledges him. How about Lauren Jackson of the WNBA? Now, you made that up. Nope. I know I'm, nope. Michael Schumacher is a name I've heard before. Nope. You're making that name. Lauren Jackson, number 13. 8.3 dominate, dominating. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> at least like Lisa Leslie and Diana Taurasi. I knew their names. How how hard was that digging those names up? I, oh, I know, I know, I, I know my okay. I believe I get my yeah, uh, my sure. WNBA uh, fantasy pass every year. Do you? And I watch uh, every game. Yep. When do they play? The summer is that when they is that when the games <laughs> what, are? What, I watch I watch it all the time. What team do you root for? <laughs> uh, you know the uh, the uh, there's one in Connecticut, right? Maybe. Yeah. Is it that the Harvard, one. That uh, one. Some, the Connecticut, Connecticut Sun. The, the London Sun. Silly Nannies. The, Sun. Uh, yeah, the Connecticut Sun. I root for them. Yeah. Big, big hardcore fan. Yep. So. You know, you know. There's another name that's not on this list that um, I think you can make another serious gripe for. For Michael Phelps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, that, I was going to say when you brought up Usain Bolt, I was going to say sure Usain Bolt, but Michael Phelps has to be ahead of him, right? Uh, <laughs> no, but he's not. Nope. So this was what this was was a list of look at all the women and obscure people I can name. <laughs> that's really what it bro- broke down to. Is like look how inclusive I am. To everybody. And they claim to have this scientific ranking. Let me tell you something. Here's as scientific as you need to get. If you play the uh, most valuable position in the biggest sport in North America, 
and win the most Super Bowls by far, not only in the last 20 years, but in the history of the game, you are up there, I'll say. I won't put you ahead of Tiger or LeBron necessarily, but you're up there. You're in the top five of most dominant athletes, for at least for people who read ESPN the magazine, for Christ's sake. It's mostly football fans, I'm assuming. It's not, you know, your tennis fans and your NASCAR. Well, maybe your NASCAR fans. They're nuts. Well, now there are. I mean, with Jimmy Johnson. Oh, well, yeah. Top hey, four. They use it as a, a rag of sorts. I mean, if, you know if, I, mean. I mean, if you break this down into a Mount Rushmore, Jimmy Johnson's on the Mount Rushmore. He's got to be. He is. He's number four. That's oh, yeah, right, right. He's the fourth right. face. Yeah, he's the fourth best. Because when I think, you know, top, I think I always think of Jimmy Johnson when I think, you know, who, who are the best at? Who are my idols growing up? Jimmy Johnson's always up there. So that w- this is literally... And he is so so common of ESPN. Yep. And this wasn't even the biggest news from ESPN this week. No, it wasn't. Uh, they're launching what I think is going to be just an elite program. Kirk and Callahan, watch out. Uh, because your ratings from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. will be fine. But I think a lot of people are going to switch over from radio to TV from 7 a.m. on. Uh, get up, folks. Get ready. I, I didn't even know what this was. I got a, I got like a notification on my Facebook, you know, on the mo- on the app. Yeah. There's that little like thing for live or whatever, like live videos or whatever. Right. And I, it's like get up is live now. I'm like, what what the hell is this? Yeah. And <laughs> I thought it was. So I saw the video of the the trailer. They call, like they called a trailer, and then I thought it was a mistake. When when it when it came like on, a, I was like, oh, they accidentally released some footage. No, this of- is like a, it's like a two minute documentary. <laughs> it's 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 bizarre. You ready? I got. Yeah, I have it ready. Let's let's play it. And I'll, I might um, I might have you stop as we go. Today is the very first uh, get up rehearsal. Ooh. So it's a, a rather informal one. It's the first time we're getting talent together and the staff what do you need together to, to replicate and try to, uh, or at least try to replicate to some degree what it would be like to do a show on a given day. So uh, that's what we're all here and being paid to do today. We're getting paid today? Oh, they're getting paid? Beautiful. <laughs> they should. Ooh. All right. Great hit music. I like it. How about we just okay, say Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Hold on, what's up? We'll be right back. Beatles gonna dance. Back to the music. Pause for a second. I I like Michelle Beatle. This is not going to be a Michelle Beatle bashing segment. But Jesus Christ, if I've ever heard a forced laugh. You know how when you're just joking around with your buddies and someone tells a joke and you go, ha, 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 like that? Yeah. You just force out a, a bellow for no reason right. and, a, and a mildly humorous Mike Greenberg comment. That's the type of thing you should be laughing at, like, you know, a Bill Burr show. Not, not when Mike Greenberg throws out one of his awful cliches or whatever he was saying. Before. I, I, I laugh, I laugh like that when he gives his <laughs> his his, uh, his Jets predictions for the year. I laugh at, I used to laugh at that at the uh, Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks every week. I, I liked how they alternated who said what word. Stone Cold Lead. I'd say, oh my, oh that is hilarious. Are you impressed that I knew one Mike and Mike segment? I, I don't even know that. That one. was pretty good. I used to watch Mike and Mike before high school. I did back it, in the day. It was yeah. the only thing on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and then I, yeah, my brain started to develop as later in life, and I was like, oh Jesus Christ, I can't do this anymore. Was so, eating my pop tart, you know, watching Mike and Mike. <laughs> yeah, brainless. That, that's what we did back when we had, we didn't have full fully formed minds. When they were actually in their radio studio, not in the TV one too. That's the weird thing about all those ESPN shows is that. They do them from like TV studios, so it doesn't feel. I, I think the thing I kind of like about like when uh, when it was Dennis and Callahan were on TV or Felger and Maz or any of those, I like the idea of wa- like you're watching a radio show. Kind yeah, of. It, it gives it a different feel. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a fucking nerd, but it gives it a different. There's a a feel to it, like you're watching a real talk show. 
when they put it in the TV studio, it's like, oh, I'm watching the shittiest scripted show ever. Yeah. This is just two anchors going back and forth in horribly boring fashion. So, but Get Up is going to revolutionize that style. So uh, let's see what else they've got after the fake Michelle Beadle laugh. Oh, hang on. Oh, Dan. Yep. Got to open. Beadle's going to dance. <laughs> See, I like this, so this don't feel like work. If it nobody hurts each other, it's a success. And if we, Did you hear that, Mike? If nobody hurts each other, it's yes, a success. That Well, that's what we learned here a few weeks ago. Yeah. That's what I was taught. And, you know, that's when I walked into the studio and everyone yeah, sang to me and said hello. They said, hey, we're all sensitive here. So I like that ESPN has taken on that, uh, that moniker. That was always my concern with ESPN, is they weren't... Uh, Sensitive enough to everyone's feelings. That's a huge thing. So. Okay, yeah, we're ready to go. It, this is really more the fact that they're like dancing We are going really to launch cool. something entirely new, and that takes nope. a little figuring out. Pause. I think. Rewind that a few seconds if you can, because I want to get the full... The f- the full uh, scope of what Mike Greenberg is portraying. We're trying something completely new here. This sounds an awfully We're lot tr- like the, when they launched the six. And that and it sounds exactly like. Well, obviously, what they're you know, you steal from your idols. You steal from the greats. And there's no there's no question. Uh, Minahan here at EEI says. You know, I take from Howard Stern. You take from the great ones. You take from the ones you idolize. So obviously, they saw. That gem of a show that replaced Mike Francesa, uh, Carlin, Maggie, and Bart. And they said, hey, let's take that model of a, you know, a a grizzled broadcasting veteran, a woman, and a former athlete. And they've been off to such a sterling, insanely boring start that maybe we can replicate that. Maybe people will be falling asleep watching our program as well. So let's hear Mike Greenberg pitch this completely revolutionary and fresh idea. We are going to launch something entirely new, and that takes a little figuring out, which I think April 2nd of 2018, I think we're going to be good. We will be better the second week than we were the first week, and we'll be better the second month than we were the first month, and I think we'll be better the second year than we were the first year. That sounds like a guy who really is excited to get off to a hot start. Every idea that we have, we're going to have on display. Give us us a year. I think we'll be better on April 3rd. Ooh, April 2nd. I think just... I'm, I don't like rehearsing, um, so I just want to do to. television. <laughs> so for me, Jesus. it's just like I love you, but enough of the fake left. Like we, we broke some eggs to make this show happen, and Thank I you, want to make sure that uh, you know the omelet gets made. Strong yeah. analogy. All right, all right. You got to crack it. You're Jalen. We about to take over the industry. We about to kill the game. You ready? Get up! Get up now! Get on up! I am. Uh, I'm ready. Are you ready? I am. Now, I'll start one. My, I have a problem with everything each of them said in there. Uh, first of all, Mike Greenberg, this is a tool to promote the show. Um, you know, you could say, well, Mike, you're just doing a podcast. What do you know about the industry? I don't know a ton. I'll grant you that. Do tell. But I know enough to know that if you're promoting your show, you shouldn't say, ah, give us a year. <laughs> Come back in a year. We're going to be a lot better in a year. We're just getting used to things now. Not going to be great day one. Day two, it'll be a little better. Year two, then we'll be cooking with gas. Give us a year of no ratings, and then come back in 2019. That's how you want to promote your your program. 
And the idea that it's new and different and fun. Solid. No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) It just is not. Because it's sad that ESPN does this. It's like, well, let's just shift people around from spots that weren't working into new places. I like Michelle Beadle. Um, I think she's capable of maybe doing a show that would be entertaining and funny. The problem is when you put her with Mike Greenberg, and I, I I don't even mind Jalen Rose when he's doing basketball. I don't think I I don't think of Jalen Rose as a guy I want to hear talk about every sport and social issues and and all this. Sh- I I just don't look turn to Jalen Rose for that. So. It seems like a, a group of just huh, mismatched bores, kind of. Michelle Beadle being the most entertaining, I guess. But even her with that group will devolve into boring. And that's kind of what I said about Jim Murray a couple weeks ago, where my only uh, criticism of Jim Murray would be is he devolves into that Felger and Maz show where it's strictly sports. And you kind of you don't really have a choice in that when those are the guys running the show. So... Michelle Beadle isn't going to have a choice. She's just going to devol- devolve into boring Mike and Mike type stuff that Mike Greenberg is doing. And it's sad to see that ESPN just cannot change. And that they're throwing... Tell me if I have this number right, Dan. Because I, I can't possibly. I'll jump out that... Even though I know it won't kill me, I'll jump out this third floor window. Uh, if I'm right about this. Mike Greenberg ma- makes $6 million a year. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It, I mean, it, it, let's say... Let's say I'm doubling. It's st- three million dollars a year would be an insane amount to pay someone who yeah, Mutt could. I'm looking at Dale could do that job easily. Ken Laird could. My boy Ken Laird could do that job. There are a million guys that could do Mike Greenberg's job. At least Beetle and Jalen Rose have somewhat of a personality. Mike Greenberg's reading a teleprompter and can read well. Like he's a polished broadcaster. That's all he does. I don't. I, can you remember Mike and Mike was on for twenty years? Can you remember any scandal or crazy hot take coming out of that show? I, I think they once um, tried to make Golik eat a bunch of donuts. Oh, well, <laughs> you know what? I take it back. I <laughs> and, take it. I and, take it all back. And Not, Greeny comments about every it. morning zoo in the history of radio hasn't done that. I take it back. Golik is Gol, Well, Golik was innovative. So, but uh, you know that still goes with my theory that Greenberg doesn't do anything. Uh, and then there's. I guess ESPN News is changing to essentially just simulcasting ESPN Radio. So it's like Golik and Wingo and then and the Dan Lebitard show. Which, by the way, I, I see all this news, Dan Lebitard going to SiriusXM. So I think, oh, he's doing... He's leaving ESPN and he's going to Sirius. But then I see this promotion for the Dan Lebitard show going to ESPN News. I guess he's doing two radio shows now. Oh, because if the world needed anything, more crying. it was more 0.1 ratings. I guess you don't get ratings on Sirius. So you'll get, that's where Dan Lebertard fits, where no one's listening and it doesn't matter. The uh, the president of ESPN has resigned. Dan, I know. I'm sure it was very tough for you. We taught, we did, we went through this last week. I know it was tough on you. You're at Sirius now. It's fine. I know there's a lot of demons in those the ESPN hallway. So... Uh, ESPN still doing weird stuff. Didn't they try this morning show? This is get, get Up is just essentially, what was the show? Cold Pizza? Right. That's what it, Before it was first and take, then, it was And then it got pizza. hijacked by Skip and Stephen A. Yeah. Skip and Stephen A did like a five-minute segment, and then finally they were like, all right, let's just make this the show. Because <laughs> it was, if I remember Cold Pizza right, it was like right. Kit Hoover and uh, Jake Crawford. Jake Crawford, yeah. yeah. 
we're like more like cool, you know, hip morning guys. Right. It was essentially Good Morning America. They did the weather. They tried to do shit outside. It was supposed <laughs> to be something to go against Sports Center and kind of split right. up. Right. An alternative. Yeah. yeah. That seems like what this get up is, and it seems like you said it earlier. It seems like what the six is. Yeah. Or was rather. Yeah. But <laughs> it, what, it seems like the- hey, we're gonna be, we're going to be alternative. But the second anyone talks about anything noteworthy outside of sports, we're going to suspend or fire them. Because God forbid, if Michelle Beadle ever actually does do anything interesting on that show, you know, criticizes someone tied to the network for sexual harassment or whatever, you're not going to hear from her anymore. Or if you do, you're going to hear a much more subdued version of her. Because that's what ESPN, unless ESPN is sticking to their guns with this whole ESPN versus the NFL thing. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Flame on, baby. Burn that bridge. That's a good one. So, speaking of the NFL, Rich Eisen, NFL Network? Yeah. You, Wait, you, how do you feel about Rich? You, you showed me this. Um, I like Rich Eisen as a, good a studio guy. As a studio guy. I think he gets a little full of himself, a little high and mighty on Twitter. When he says things like, uh, Jess Mendoza has revolutionized the way a baseball game is broadcast. All right. It's well. like, yeah. Inle- I mean, unless you mean horribly, <laughs> then you're wrong, Rich. So he gets a little full of himself on Twitter and things. But as an in-studio guy, I don't mind him. Um, is he worth uh, $5 million? I don't know. But he, he seems to think so. It's reported that ESPN and Fox are offering uh, Peyton Manning $10 million. I get to, half. To come do Thursday Night Football. Is he worth that? Every penny, certainly if I get half. Are you jealous <laughs> of the $10 million? Um, immensely. <laughs> what a bizarre, I don't understand that. That What that sounds like is uh, like when people say, like, oh, you do a podcast, like, uh, hey, let me be your agent. And it's like, I don't think you know how that works. Like, I don't It doesn't make any... I just upload it myself. I don't know if that's how it works. Does the main studio make guy get half of what the color commentator gets? Is yeah, that, I did. Is that, is that the pay scale? <laughs> it just seems like an old man joke that, you, that you're like, oh, ha, ha, that's that's a good one, Rich. I What, what the hell did he mean there? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that... I mean, do you think that... Um JB on CBS gets half of what Tony Romo makes? Uh, certainly not. <laughs> I, I can assure you he doesn't. <laughs> so, does uh, does uh, Kurt does Menifee get half of what Aikman gets? I highly doubt it. So, but uh, yeah, well, bizarre. Or how but, about that? Well, I think this. I bet Dan Patrick gets at least half of what Collinsworth gets, if not more. You know what? Maybe he might get honestly. Even more maybe than, he might honestly, get more maybe. than what Collinsworth gets, <laughs> but. Collinsworth probably got screwed. Whenever he, I feel like he's that type. They of just guy. give him a rolly chair, and he's all good. <laughs> yeah, he's fascinated by it. The guy didn't know what duck boats were for for fifty years of his life. Um, so, speaking of that, that Peyton Manning thing, we've talked about it a couple times now. When, that's getting more annoying than the Gronk thing, because with Gronk, at least people are interested. It's like make a decision, Peyton. Where where are you going? Thursday night football or Monday night football? It's not that difficult. Which day of the week? Which do you day of the work? week do you want to call games? <laughs> get, get it over with, Jesus! I've never seen a more anticlimactic because it's going to be fun. Wow, Peyton Manning's going to ESPN, and no one's going to watch, or the exact same amount of people are going to watch. Who gives a shit? Yep. Wrap it up, Peyton. Yeah, just tell um, me when the Pats Monday night football game is. That's yeah, about it. <laughs> exactly. That's when you watch when your team is on. Other yeah. than that, who gives a shit? Uh, what do we have for time, Dan? Uh, thirty-five. Oh Jesus! All right, I'll wrap this up. Uh, I've been a, a, a bumbling mushmouth this week, but if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes. We got got our own iTunes page finally, and uh, give us a five star rating and, and review and all that. And uh, check out if you if you don't want to go to the trouble of subscribing on iTunes, go to wei.com or the wei app where you can get a bunch of other podcasts on uh, the wei network, including uh, I think Trenny just did a podcast with Kirk. Yeah. And that, that's, uh, I'll probably listen to that on my way home. It looks good. I'm sure Kirk needs me to promote that for him. Kirk, as the best podcast on the network, I'll do you a solid. 
promote that uh, little mom and pop operation you got going there. So subscribe, follow us on Twitter at blindmike underscore at dwaddy93 and at wei. All tweet out the show every week if you're looking for it. And uh, that's about it. Goodbye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.